welcome to the Seeds Church Podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on our Apple and Spotify podcasts. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message from our Sunday service. The Bible reading this morning comes from the book of Luke, not surprisingly, chapter 2, verses 22 to 40. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marvelled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your heart also. There was also a prophet Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. Amen. Thank you, Wendy. Well, for many of you, it's the first time I've seen you all year. Oh, I do that joke, never gets old, does it? So, uh, it's good to, uh, good to see you and good to see those on the other end of the camera, those who are online, and particularly I want to have a shout out to those who are on the West Coast, particularly those who are in Driver River, and God's blessing on you as you receive this. For those in the room, I know there are quite a few of you that I have not met or have not spoken to for quite some time. And if that's you, please make yourself known to me. Please don't be a stranger. Uh, I actually really like people. uh, And I'd I'd like to shake your hands and to get to know you and to meet your families and to hear about your life. For those who are online, uh, obviously you can't connect with me in that particular way, but uh, my email address is on our website and I'd love you to send me a message and connect in that way and tell me a little bit about your life. So that's, a, that's an open invitation. 
Uh, a couple of things, uh, family announcements that I want to bring to you that uh, Senior Pastor needs to. I'm del- delighted to announce that Callum Hillier has been appointed to the role of creative, creative Arts Coordinator at our church plant, Seeds Corrada Park. So I think that'll be really good. And uh, Callum is an outstanding candidate for that role. And so congratulations to Callum. He's not obviously not here playing this morning. Uh, and we probably won't get to hear him very more t- many more times here because he's going to be at Corrada Park. Uh, so more information about Corrada Park. At this stage, we are planning to commission and send our Seeds Corrada Park people on the 5th of February. So we're going to do that in both morning services and uh, we bring them up the front. We're going to lay hands on them. The elders will lay hands on them. We'll, we'll bless them and send them as missionaries from this place to go to Seeds Corrada Park. I encourage you to be here on that day. It is a rare day in Western church world where we birth another church. I encourage you to be here and we bless them all together. I encourage you strongly to keep praying for our church as we launch this plant. If you'd pray for our church plant, pray for the leaders of that and the core team of that church plant. Uh, Pray for those that are going, pray over the building, uh, all the programs they've got running. They're about to start Alpha there as well. And uh, pray for this church as we send, pray for leadership and, and covering over here as well. The devil does not want us to plant another church. Definitely doesn't want us to be pushing into this space where more people will hear about Jesus. So I call you to prayer for that. Uh, we continue to pray and see God's will for the two people that we are looking to put on staff here at Seeds Aberfoyle. Uh, both positions and descriptions are on our webpage under positions available. Again, can I ask you to pray that God would send the right people to fulfill these roles. Uh, One is a ministry role, a significant ministry role called ministry assistant, uh, and it has the possibility of a full-time position. We have that capacity to fulfill it at a full-time position. The other is a PA role to me and an operations manager role, and that is up to a 0.8 full-time equivalent position role. If this rings a bell for you, I'd love to hear from you. Those positions uh, finish, the, the um, applications finish on the 12th uh, of this month. So we'd love to hear from you and love to discern with you. So I want to take you into part of the Gospel of Luke that shows us how to start our year right and how we can put ourselves in a place where we can hear the voice of of God. Wouldn't you like to hear the voice of God more in your life? Yes, come on. I know it's warm. Come on, let's go. Yes, of course we would. So I thought that I would knuckle right down today and cut right to the chase. And here's the thing, I've got some questions and of course I've got some answers for those questions, but I pose the questions to you first. Do we really want to be serious about God in 2023 or do we want to end this year the same as we ended last year? The answer is no, of course we don't. We want to be different. We want to grow. We want to hear from God more. Do we want to be a let it happen sort of person or do we want to have a different faith, a stronger faith, 
a stronger, more vibrant relationship with God in the next few days and the next few weeks? Of course we do. You're all nodding your head. Of course we do. I am not talking about New Year's resolutions, okay? I'm talking about a systemic spiritual change that leads to a new and far more connected relationship with God. Not good intentions, but a deepening spirituality that grows in us. Let me be candid. If you don't want to hear from God, if you don't want to obey what you are hearing, if you don't want to grow in your faith, then this sermon is not for you. In fact, the series that I'm going to preach over this entire year, loosely over this entire year, on Luke's gospel is not for you either. Because it will challenge you and it will deepen your faith if you so want to. However, if you want to hear from God, if you want to obey, if you want to grow, if you want to develop, if you want to be different, if you want to realise and grow into a deepening spirituality, a deepening spiritual potential, if you want to make a difference in the world, if you want to have a life of significance, then this is for you. Today and this sermon series is for you. The things that we're going to pursue the whole year are for you. So I suspect that many people want to grow in their faith. But there are two things that I understand that are holding them back. The first is we don't quite know how to go about it, do we? We want to grow, but we don't quite know how to make it happen. The second is it's easy to stay in the rhythm of what we've had over the last years. So here's the thing. I can show you how to grow in your faith. I can help you grow in your faith. In fact, that's my job, to help you grow in your faith. But the changing of the rhythm of what you have always done is up to you. You are perfectly designed to achieve your current outcome. And so if you want to have something different, then you have to change a factor that will give you a different result. Let me pray. Lord, we ask for ears that perceive what you want to do in us at the brand new start of this year and for the will to obey what you're telling us. In Jesus' name, amen. So Wendy read to us from Luke 2, 22 to 40. And in my Bible, it's subtitled as Jesus is presented in the temple. Is that what's in your Bible as well? I'm assuming you've brought your Bibles because I've been chastising you to bring your Bibles for like the last eight years. So the message is slowly getting through, I think. The narrative tells us of a couple and two singles who have really heard and obeyed the voice of God and whose lives have been changed because of it. Of course, we are really interested to know what happens to Jesus. But it also tells us of these others who've had a profound effect in the narrative or on the narrative. And in their lives, we can find clues to how we live our lives and in fact, a resonance to who we are as well. And so they fit nicely into three segments, of course. Every sermon has three points. Firstly, starting at verse 22, are the parents of Jesus, Mary 
and Joseph. Now, Mary and Joseph in verses 22 to 24 are described, and their actions are described as a couple who take seriously the commands of God and the way God asked the nation of Israel to respond to the blessings that God has given. Okay, so they're asked, they're fulfilling what is the law, but really the law is, God is saying, I've given you this, this is the way I want you to to appreciate that which I have provided for you. Now, I want you to notice something because what they do is simply follow the prescribed purification rites for the birth of a child and a mother. This happens 40 days after the birth of the baby and is explained if you want some homework. Good luck. If you want some homework in Leviticus chapter 12, go your hardest. Okay, and we can talk about it at length later. It's complicated and it's detailed and it's hard to get your head around if you are a non-Jew or someone who is not steeped in the tradition. But what we do know about Mary and Joseph is that they were not well off as the offering of turtle doves or pigeons was for the poor. It was still a significant response. And what's more, it's clear from this account that the presentation of Jesus and the offering submitted is the fulfillment of all that was required for Mary and Joseph. In other words, to to sum up this little episode in the life of Mary and Joseph and Jesus, they did the right thing according to what God has asked. And they followed through and completed the requirements of their faith. Now, as followers of Jesus, let's just apply this straight away. As followers of Jesus, there are some things that we just need to do. What what I mean by that is that as being a follower of Jesus, there, there are requirements, there are things we need to do in order to be that follower of Jesus. And so let me go back to the start and ask you this question again. What are you prepared to do to hear the voice of Jesus in your life? What are you prepared to do to obey the voice of Jesus in your life? Because if you do, if you listen and if you obey, you will be certain to connect with God on a whole different level. So let me push you into the classic elements of our faith and how we respond to God. Are you willing to commit to being joyful in your presence at worship weekly? Are you willing to read your scriptures every day? Are you willing to take captive your thoughts every single moment? Thoughts of self-importance, of lust, of of self-indulgence and self-pity. Mary and Joseph did what a normal Jew would do. And in doing so, they bumped into the presence of God through the lives of other people. If we do the normal things that Christians do, worship weekly, read our Bibles daily, take captive our thoughts every moment, we too, I guarantee you, will bump into the presence of God. Can you contemplate what it is to put yourself into a place where you hear the voice of God. It, it's not actually that hard. It's actually really simple. But it is discipline. 
Can you imagine what it would be like at the end of the year if we applied that discipline to our life this year? Ritual, regular observance has a lot to offer us. So let's move to the second character. Is a man called Simeon. Simeon is a bit of an enigma. He appears here and he has this significant role to play in this blessing that he bestows upon Jesus and upon the family. And in fact, as he speaks into this salvation history, what is going to happen through the life of Jesus? And then he just disappears. Of course, there is a whole lot of speculation about him, but not a lot that is concrete apart from what we have here. But what we have here is incredibly substantial. For we know that the Holy Spirit was on him, and what's more, that the Holy Spirit spoke to him in some incredible way. Look with me at verse 25. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. Verse 25 tells us what was going on and explains in three words why this man was so significant. It says he was righteous, he was devout, and he was waiting. Now, righteous means that he was in good standing in the eyes of God, that he was blameless. Devout means that he was sincere in his faith, that he was, it was important to him that it shaped his life. And the third one, waiting, is very interesting. He was waiting for God to move. So don't forget, you know, we, we can easily read the Old Testament and then flip a couple of pages, blank pages, or one that says New Testament, and go straight to the New Testament. And we forget there was 400 years of silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Even John the Baptist at this point in time was a child. No major prophet had appeared. And so when it says waiting, it means something more than waiting in line for your latte to be delivered to you. It means waiting. It means generations of waiting. Decades of silence. A long time anticipating the movement of God. That word there, waiting, that he was waiting, that says so much about the character of this man. I love these three descriptions of Simeon. I love it because it teaches us so much and it tells us how we can be in a place to hear the voice of the Spirit. Just to aside, if you heard my sermon from last week, if you didn't, it's online and it's online clips, so you can just hear the sermon by itself. Um, if you notice already the Spirit's involvement in the book of Luke, straight away, the Spirit moved Simeon. And the Spirit is a theme that runs through the book of Luke, and I'll come to that as we go through this throughout the year. But we too can hear the voice of the Spirit if we run the same race as Simeon. He is showing us, he has marked out the lines how we do this. Listen again to those three concept words. If you're taking notes, make sure you write these down. Righteous, devout, waiting. Don't be overawed at these words. Let me just break them down for you simply uh, without uh, giving too much um, theology for you. But being righteous before God, I think is about our humility. 
It's recognising who God is and who we are before him and then accepting his gift of grace. It's putting down our flawed right to rule and letting God do his wonderful, gracious work inside of us. We are not righteous on our own, for only God is righteous. But through the life, the death and the resurrection of Jesus means that we too can be grafted in, wonderfully embraced into the family of God. Jesus' righteousness is applied to us. And there's about 50 other sermons just to start to open up that topic if I was to go there. Let me say this, the closer we are to Jesus, the more we become like him and grow in righteousness. You can do this. Being devout means hungering after the things of God, not letting our lives be distracted from chasing after the character of God. And a little bit later on the book of Acts, we see another reference to devotion. Now remember, Luke wrote both Luke and Acts. So so we listen carefully to what's been written in the book of Acts. Let me read to you from Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. In other words, fidelity to something, to God, Father, Son and Spirit is our, our focus. Is your focus Jesus? Is your devotion Jesus? You can do this. Waiting means having the confidence that God's timing is perfect. In fact, that God has this, God has us, God will move in our lives when the time is exactly right. Waiting is not our cultural norm. It wasn't last year and I bet you it's going to be worse this year, isn't it? Fast is the way we like it and I bet you the slowest of us is faster than a couple of decades ago. The speed is exponential. But God's plans are right and true and his schedule is the only one that matters for us. You can do this. Maybe the question for us is this. What one thing are we going to do in this new year that pushes us forward in these areas? What one thing are we going to do that pushes us forward in these areas? We can nod our head and think, this is a great idea. Jonathan's come up with some really good stuff out of this scripture passage. But unless we do something, we remain the same. You can see today, I'm pushing you towards action. Actions lead to change and change leads to growth. I want you to grow this year. I want us as a church, as multiple different sites, a church to grow. I want those churches that are watching me at this moment to grow as well. I want us to stretch and move and make a difference in our world. Do you know our church plant at Corrada Park is going to help us do that as a church? But we need to do it on the inside of us as well. Sometimes the best way to grow spiritually is actually to get moving physically. 
And we do that in all sorts of ways. Sometimes one of the best ways to do that is to volunteer and get involved, to take on a ministry area that would be new to us, to start a small group. We desperately need more small group leaders. To join a welcome team, to join a production team. We need more camera operators at this particular moment. To learn a new skill, not for yourself, a new skill that you can bless others. You can do that. You can live into your righteousness. You can enact your devotion all the while waiting for God's voice, God's actions in your life towards you. Third thing, lastly, I'm just about finished. We come to Anna the prophet. Again, another semi-mysterious person who comes into this story and, and she exits just as fast. But she too makes a great contribution and that's why I'm talking about her at this moment. Verse 36. There was also a prophet, Anna, the prophet of Pen- the daughter of Penel, the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years until after a marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Yet again, there are more things in here. This is loaded with meaning and with clues for us to dig into. There are more things than I have time to explain. And it's a hot day and I'm not going to go too much longer. However, let's just focus on things that she's in the habit of doing that have placed her in a position for God to work in her and through her. So what are they? I'm sure some of you have already seen them. She worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Now, I'm not saying that we all need to worship day and night in a setting like we have here. Obviously, she has devoted her life to worship God. And you can see the text says she never left the temple, but worshiped there all the time. You know, many years ago, I coined the phrase that worship is practiced daily and celebrated weekly. Worship is practiced daily and celebrated weekly. In other words, we live in a mindset, an attitude of worship, and we bring that into regular community. A little while later in the Bible, in the book of Romans, we find this profound statement when it comes to worship. And some of you will know this from Romans chapter 12. And it says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. What we're being told is that worship is about how we act, is about who we are and how we live. Now, I know that's a slightly different sense to what we see displayed in Anna, but it fits well with us. And it's the expansion of the definition of worship. God is pleased when we worship with who we are, as much or as even more as what we say. We worship God when we live as if we have someone to worship. Someone who is directing our actions, someone who is influencing our life, someone who's calling us to a higher ethic than those who are around us. When we worship by living as if God matters, we draw ourselves closer to God. And we get we get a sense of where God is and what God is doing 
in the world and in the world around us. Because worship, make no mistake, worship like that, when we live out of an attitude of worship, it orients our life. And it helps our being be centred. Do you notice she didn't just worship? She fasted and prayed. Now, maybe for us, 2023 is a time when we are more deliberate about prayer. Do you know there's a prayer group that meets here on Wednesday mornings, every Wednesday morning at 6 a.m.? Now, maybe the challenge for you this year is to make that your practice of prayer as well and join that prayer group 6 a.m. every morning, every Wednesday morning. It also might be that you are challenged to fast. Boy, I got real silent real quick then, didn't it? Fasting does something that enables us to center our thoughts and being on who God is. Fasting is, is so uncommon. It is so helpful. It heightens our sense of God. It's actually good for us physically as well to fast. If you have never done it, why don't you try it once? If you've done it once, why don't you try it twice? If you did it a couple of times last year, why don't you do it every month this year? Skip a meal and use that time to pray and then throughout whenever the period after until you eat again, use the hunger pains to remind you of God and ask God for his presence. Let me cycle back to the start with my last couple of paragraphs and ask the same question. Do you want to be the same in your relationship with God at the end of this year as you were at the start of this year? If I was the same in the relationship with my wife now as what I will be this time next year, there would be a problem in my marriage. And yet we are content to do that in our relationship with Jesus. Mary, Joseph, Simeon and Anna all show us simply and practically what we can do in order to change. I've got a lot more to say over the next couple of months in the book of Luke. And so I encourage you to keep reading it. Thank you for those who have contacted me, had emailed me and said, yes, they'll be reading it through four times a year. The challenge is for everybody online as well. Read it every season and see what God says to us through his word, his living word, as he applies it to our life. Let me lead you in prayer and then we'll finish with our final song. Father, we bless you and we praise you for this word that you've given to us. We ask that we would allow it to go deep into our hearts as you are king of our life. May you be king of all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to the Seeds Church podcast. We hope you join in with us next week. For more information, you can visit our website at seedschurch.org.